out across the Zoom and into the streaming. Our dear Father, as we just stand in your presence tonight, we have been taught by you personally to praise you and thank you before any other request, before mentioning any need, before mentioning any problem or something that would be on our minds. We just want to thank you and behold your beauty and just praise you for the mighty God that you are. You're the supplier that fills the hearts and lives of every person, every believer. So as we've gathered tonight in this Sunday night service, we just want to welcome you. We want to bless you. We want you to feel comfortable. We want you to feel welcome into the homes of every believing heart, every brother, every sister, every young, middle be, but I know our souls are young and youthful. But we pray for these requests that we have mentioned. Some are unspoken requests. Some this morning that we heard different ones in the assembly and in the congregation is suffering with needs and afflictions. But we, Lord, believe that by your stripes we are healed. And tonight we want to open up our mouths of thanksgiving. We want to be able to wave our hands and and just show, Lord, that we are on the Lord's side. I pray, Lord, as we hear your word, that it would strike something deep within our lives. Don't let these services and these gatherings just be putting in time. But we pray that you would breathe your great oxygen and your great power into the lungs and into the lives, into the bodies of every son and daughter of God, into their spirits, Lord, I pray that you would encourage them. Lord, we're not here to believe Satan's lies or our own emotion. We're here to believe the word of God. And may our souls be filled tonight with your word. Go deep down within the inner parts of our beings and minister. I pray beyond even our strength, of mortal men and women. May you go deep to the souls of every person. In Jesus Christ's name. Amen. Amen. Let's turn to the scripture. In Matthew chapter 28. Tonight is our scripture. As we've come to. This time of the year. It's in March. Just coming toward the Easter season. It seems to be that some of these inspirations in the mind of the Lord is moving us as we prepare for the resurrection, as we prepare for uh, the coming of the Lord, and as we prepare for what the Lord would have for us before his coming, that we would just be ready. And I just want to mention a, a couple things. There was some that came yesterday and cleaned the chapel and prepared it. Uh, for the service. We haven't been able to have meetings here for about five weeks. I think this is the fifth week. Families and those that came out uh, and helped yesterday and some weeks ago the, to the job of cleaning the grounds and branches and things. And we did want to acknowledge that and say thank you to each one of you for your service. And tonight we uh, are here about 50 of us here at Mount Baker Bible Way Camp. 
And um, there are some on the Zoom. And I want the Zoom to know that uh, you're, you're actually on the screens in front of the congregation. So if you'd like to turn on your video or if you'd like to just acknowledge yourself, that would be so wonderful for those on the U.S. side of the border here that are seeing your face. And to those that are streaming the service, we welcome you. And we just want every person tonight to feel comfortable in the great presence of the Lord. And just pray that he would come by your way and minister. Matthew chapter 28. This is the resurrection chapter verse 1. And if we seem a little rusty tonight, Lord, just forgive us. Some of us have gone through some weeks of maybe sickness and Tonight's our first time to be back together like this. So if we have a little rustiness, uh, a little bit of uh, times, take a little breath. But tonight we're speaking on living in his quickening power. And I just pray his quickening power would just surge through our service tonight and minister to you. Matthew 28 verse 1. In the end of the Sabbath, that would have been Saturday. As it began to dawn toward the first day of the week, Sunday morning, came Mary Magdalene and the other Mary. And behold, there was a great earthquake for the angel of the Lord descended from heaven and came and rolled back the stone from the door and sat upon it. His countenance was like lightning and his raiment white as snow. And for fear of him, the keepers did shake and became as dead men. And the angel answered and said unto the women, Fear not ye, for I know that ye seek Jesus. Hallelujah. Lord, we're still seeking you tonight. After all these years, Lord, we're still seeking you. I know that you seek Jesus, which was crucified. He is not here. Glory to God. For he is risen. As he said, come. See the place where the Lord lay. And go quickly. And tell his disciples that he is risen from the dead. And behold, he goeth before you into Galilee. There shall you see him. Lo, I have told you. And they departed quickly from the sepulcher with fear and great joy. And did run to bring his disciples word. And as they went to tell his disciples. Behold, Jesus met them saying, all hail, all joy. And they came and held him by the feet and worshiped him. Can we turn to one more scripture? Romans chapter 8 verse 11. Sorry, verse 8 verse 11. Living in his quickening power. Very familiar scripture. Romans chapter 8 verse 11. Can we read it out loud together once we find it? I think the brothers have put it on the screen. So even you on the streaming audience, you can just join with us as we read Romans chapter 8 verse 11. But if the spirit of him that raised up Jesus 
from the dead dwell in you. He that raised up Christ from the dead shall also quicken your mortal bodies by his spirit that dwelleth in you. Amen. God bless you. You can have your seats tonight. We're taking our thought from Romans chapter 8 verse 11. On living in his quickening power. But if the spirit of him that raised up Jesus from the dead dwell in you. He that raised up Christ from the dead shall also quicken your mortal bodies. By his spirit that dwelleth in you. Lord we're believers tonight. (laughs) Hallelujah. Living in his quickening power. When we speak about living in. Tonight we're not speaking about living around him. Or living around his quickening power. We're not speaking about having quickening power all around us and not possessing it ourselves tonight we're going a little bit deeper and we're asking the Lord to cause each one of us that we would live in his quickening power and when we speak about living that is daily so it's not just for a church service. It's not just for a Sunday meeting or a midweek service or a special convention or a camp service. But it's speaking about our, uh, pl- our uh, predestinated place daily living in His. That's God's life. That's God's divine power. Tonight we're not here in our own strength. We're not here on our own uh, trying to muster things up together. But tonight we are living in His divine power. It is God's strength. To God be all the glory tonight. This quickening power that we're speaking about. And if you'd like to take some notes, get a piece of paper or get a, a, a pen or a pencil. That would just be wonderful as we speak about quickening power. To be quickened by eternal pulsations. To be quickened if the same spirit that raised up Jesus from the dead dwell in us tonight. He that raised up Christ from the dead shall also quicken our mortal bodies. And this word quicken means that you would live. That you would have life. That you would remain alive. That God would sustain his own life within you. That spiritually you would live prosperously. That you would live forever. Not just from week to week. Be quickened. Made alive. That you would be restored back to health again. That you would be brought restored back. Continue in life. That you would be able to live by his life. That you would be able to be revived into his life. You know, I think what happened even five weeks ago, Brother Jeff, as I think back what happened in this very building. On God uh, encouraging us 
on another wave of the Holy Spirit. It was like the devil was wanting to taunt our congregation and have a revival. You're going to have a wave of this virus, of this global thing. I'm going to try to spread it through the assembly. I'm going to try to give you another wave. But tonight we're here to lift our hands and lift our hearts as a congregation, as you that are spread out through the Zoom and say, glory be to God. Revival. What Satan thought to send us for death or for sickness. God is here to give you another word tonight of his quickening power. To restore you back to life. To restore back your confidence. And maybe we'll speak about that a little personal. Uh, in these next few services. I don't know tonight what the Lord would exactly have for us. And and sometimes you just want to stay right with the word. And stay right with the thoughts of the message But I think sometimes it's good for you and I to know that we are brothers and sisters. No matter how spiritual you are, we're still flesh and blood and we still have situations we go through. And I just pray God, send your quickening power out throughout our congregation, out through our families, out through our bodies, Lord, out through our spirits, out through our souls. May you revive us again, Lord, into your presence. Isn't that your desire tonight? This word quickening has to do with God coming to you in your time of sickness. And to be quickened from discouragement speaks of a time when Satan would want to discourage you. Throw you off track. Get you to where you think that you're not a son of God. You're not a daughter of God. That the word would just come again to be quickened from discouragement. To be quickened from faintness. That God would preserve you alive. God has preserved you alive to give a testimony that he is real. He is letting you live. He's given you breath tonight. He's given you a time of refreshing. He's given you a time in his word. He's just given you a ne- the next few minutes before we log off and leave one another. But 8 verse 11. If the spirit of him that raised up Jesus from the dead dwell in you. Then he that shall is that what the Bible says it shall also quicken your mortal bodies so you're not of discouragement or faintness or death but God is going to cause you to grow God is going to restore back your mind God is going to restore back your family God is going to restore back to health to a well being by his promised word Now, if you'd like to write down two messages, it would be April the 10th, 1965, the message, the Easter seal. These would be two good messages to just start listening to in these up to the Easter season, the Easter seal, April the 4th, the 10th, 19, one week later is Easter. 
message 1965, April the 18th in the morning. When it is the rising. And it is in these two messages that Brother Branham spoke the most on the quickening power. On the quickening. What does it mean to be quickened? What does it mean to be plugged in to a power, to a source? I would say this March 2021, if there ever was an hour that we needed to be plugged into the power, it is tonight. Do you agree? In this time when we so rely on power... I'm speaking on a quickening power. We rely on power. We need power. We are. We we have to have power. You you just speak that to some of uh, even the believers from Texas and and even people that have just gone through this last month in Texas when they had rolling blackouts and people depend on power. Energy. They depend on needing a force that they can be plugged into that would give life, that would give substance. And if so it is in the spiritual, we need power. Believers need power. Not just once in your in your baptism. But we need a continuing, quickening power, just like your cell phone week ago. Well, that's not going to last you a week. You say, I plugged it in three days ago. It's probably going to already be dead, friends. So we're speaking of a quickening power that comes to a believer that is in need of a charge. They're in healing. And I know some tonight personally that need the Maybe they're just laying on the couch or laying on a bed tonight. They're not here in this service. Many are not here in this live service because they're just think back. It's just something that Satan is wanting to take your breath away. He's wanting to take your oxygen away. He's wanting to take away your and get you so fatigued that you can't hardly even live normally. And right in these desperate times, God gives us a message of his quickening power. I'm here. The Holy Spirit has given us a word. I'm here to give you that quickening. Easter seal, April the 10th. This is one week before Easter. Brother Branham said, you are quickened. This quickening power brings your body into a raptured condition already. This quickening speaking about tonight brings raptured condition already. And Brother Branham talks to the congregation in Phoenix. He said, do you know the Bible speaks of? Do you know tonight that you're the ones the Bible speaks of? Do you know your position is in Christ? If you're in Christ, you're a new creature. Do you know this word is just like everyday living to you. Now, this is really, Brother Steve, the heart of the message. Living in his quickening power doesn't mean I go and I visit 
over here and I plug into an outlet. No, living means it's something like everyday living. It's a charge that's already inside of you. That the Holy Spirit, when you hear the word, it's just like putting amperage. It's like putting voltage. It's it's putting power. Do you know this word is just like everyday living to you? It's sure, it's yours. You are an eagle. And that's your food. As you feed off of the word, it's so positive. Aren't you? If the same spirit that rose him from the dead dwells in you, dwells in me, it shall quicken. The very next Sunday was, it is the rising of the sun. On a Sunday morning, Brother Branham is preaching. The prophet of God, the last words, brother Mark, to this generation on Easter. And I thought it was so amazing because some of us might think, oh, angels came down. And every service was always so supernatural. And maybe he would just have breakfast and and the archangel would just. What he was to talk about. But I just thought it was so amazing how it is the rising of the sun. Such a powerful message. Brother Branham said, do you know how title and how I got the title this morning? There was a rattle. There was a knocking. There was, I just couldn't quite get it. He said there was a rattling at the door and there was a shaking. Then it just seems like knocking and I didn't know really investigated. I went over to the door and there was a little beautiful girl. In her Easter outfit. And she was standing there. So beautiful. And, and, he, and Brother Branham said. She's sitting right here now. Father in a wheelchair. And she just handed Brother Branham a card. And she said. This is from my father. Emphasize. And, and, and myself. She wanted to make sure that Brother Branham knew. And Brother Branham thanked her. And as she left. Brother Branham opened the card. And inside of that card was the very scripture, was the very, with a picture of the sun rising. It is the rising of the sun. That was the very title and a message. The very morning, Sister Clara, a little girl coming to a prophet's house and knocking on the door, gave him this message, gave him this inspiration. I thought, God, how you want to encourage all of us to get into a certain channel that you are with us, even in a little card, even in a little scripture, even in a little girl, even in a little father that it's the same tonight, that quickening. Are you feeding okay? Are you doing okay? This is one thing after coming back after all these weeks and months is we're going to be a little rusty, Brother Roy. Brother Roy, we're going to be a little rusty. We might have to move these eagle wings a little bit. We might learn to have to wave. I'm going to shout a little bit. But, you know, we can get in our homes and we can get in our, our little places and we can get a little quiet and we get a little bit reserved. But... When we get amongst believers, when we start getting back into some meetings and start fellowshipping about this quickening power, it's like there's an energy. Oh, it's like there's a force. It's like there's something put inside of us that we can't explain. That is the Holy Spirit.
So in the next Sunday morning, it is the rising of the sun. Brother Branham said, remember now, quickened to see what these things are. Watch the quickening power of this day. Remember, we are quickened. So Brother Branham's trying to focus in. It's not just another age. It's not just a resurrection of 2,000 years ago. But it's being quickened to the power of this day. And I think if there's something in our hearts tonight, is what Brother Branham was trying to focus the people to. We are quickened. We are made alive. We are healed. I am delivered. I am whole. Everything's going to be okay. It's just like a breath of fresh air. It's like a newness. It's just like God sending his word to us. Oh, thank you, Lord, for your word. Quickening power now. My last quote before I go into some other things. On a thinking man's filter, 1965. Brother Branham said, the only thing that you can draw through God's word is the spirit. The only thing you can draw through God's word is the spirit. He's talking about the Holy Spirit. He said the quickening power to make the word itself Which is in you. Live to manifest Jesus Christ in the age that you are living. That's the believer's desire. Not another age. Not another time. But Lord quicken my life. Send a power into my life. And Brother Branham said it's not way out there. But it's within you. It's already in you to live and manifest Jesus Christ in this age that we are living in. Now, if you'd like to write this down on a piece of paper, Brother Branham talked about this word, these words, quickening power. This phrase, quickening power, and you won't find it in any of the earlier messages in the 40s or in the 50s. But 103 times in the message, Brother Branham gives this phrase, the quickening power. And it's the first time was in 1963. I want to show you how this is part of the opening of the word. This is the part of the real you. 102 times he mentions this phrase, quickening power, in 1965. All of them is after the seals. So we look at this, this inspiration of the quickening power. 103 times all after the seals. Only one time in 1963. And 102 times in 1965. Then I want, that's why I'm focusing in on the Easter seal. And on it is the rising of the sun. Because 75 times in just these two messages. Brother Branham says this phrase, quickening power. Because it has to do with resurrection. It has to do with life. It has to do with energy. It has to do with God bringing something that was dead. Something that had no life. Maybe tonight for you, it would be a finances. Maybe it would be in a certain area of your family. Maybe your little children have become bigger children and maybe teenagers or maybe adults and you just see you need a quickening. You you need a, a wisdom that would come from God. I'm just directing your attention to these messages of Easter seal. And it is the rising of the sun 39 times 
in the Easter seal message. Brother Branham mentions quickening power. And then 36 times the next Sunday, it is the rising of the sun, Easter 1965. You know, I don't know about you, but it just seems like this time of the year as we approach Easter, when we think of this week of God from Palm Sunday, which is just a few weeks from away for us, then we're going to be coming through that week of Palm Sunday and right into Easter, where Brother Branham said, I think this coming week is the most greatest historical week of all the weeks of the year. I think the greatest thing we will celebrate this week, this coming week, was the greatest event that ever taken place on the earth. He said, I don't think anything could surpass it. He's talking about the resurrection. He's talking about a quickening. And tonight I pray if God would help us that we wouldn't just be talking about a story of a resurrection 2,000 years ago. But what does that mean for us? Does it have anything to do with us, Brother John? We can read the Bible. We can teach our children and have meetings and quote Brother Branham. But what does that mean for our lives when we go back to living our everyday life? Lord, I want to live in your quickening power. This is Easter seal, the, the Sunday before Easter. And Brother Branham said, I think it's the greatest thing we could celebrate. This coming week was the greatest event that ever took place. Oh, you say, well, the crucifixion was great. But he said, many men have died and many men have been crucified, even in the days of our Lord. But there's only one of them who rose up from the dead and that sealed it. He said, I trust the Lord Jesus will add his blessings to the reading of these words, seeing that Easter I have stamped in my own heart as the greatest meeting or the greatest event of the year. The greatest event of this year would be the Lord Jesus to come to your heart and my heart and give us a quickening, give us a jolt, give us a power that would flow out all of that impurities of the world, all the things of this life, and give us a real spiritual resurrection. I want to say tonight, quicken me, Lord. Quicken us, Lord Jesus. Quicken our families. Quicken our... world. Oh God, quicken the bride of Christ. It's the rising of the sun the next Sunday. Brother Branham's talking about this. Here it is, Easter Sunday morning. And the world is trying to make it a memorial service in the United States and in other parts of the world. A memorial of the greatest triumph. He talks about how Jesus talked about how he was crucified and how he died but there's been many fine babies born and suffered their lives and even died for a real cause but there never was one that could raise himself up again until this day oh precious Jesus wherever you was on that Friday night and on that Saturday some of you tonight might feel like you're down in a grave. You might feel like you're in the regions of the lost. You might feel like you're in a season of despair. But little do you know, it might be Friday. It might be Saturday. 
But joy cometh in the morning. And there will be an Easter for you. There will be a resurrection. God is sending his quickening power even right now through the airwaves. To give you an inspiration. To give you a pulsation that God is with you. The greatest week in all of history. I know this month they have a basketball season and they have what they call March Madness in the college basketball field. And they say, oh, it's the, it's the greatest. It's March Madness. People are mad about basketball and mad about this and that. They have their celebration. Celebrations. People have, they make their millions. They make their, in Hollywood and in Paris and around the world, they have excitement. But that's not the real thing for the believer. Nothing of this life will satisfy. People try to say, well, we're going to wash feet on, on the Thursday and on Friday. He's talking about Easter. Different doctrines and people argue about this day. Or was it the Sabbath day, the first day of the week? And all. He said, but what good would any of that do? Uh, he's talking about Lent. And if you had observed this or we're going to observe this. If there was no life in you. It's only a memorial. It's only a statue. It's, it's only something you do out of service. And Brother Ryan, we can get it to where our song services, our preaching services, and our gatherings can get such a place. And we zoom in now or we log into a meeting and we do our service. We, we do our time. We, we try to focus. We try to present ourselves. But there's something deeper than that. There's something greater than that. There's an inner life. There's an inner to tap into tonight. These motions, they can raise their hand. They can confess. Baptized in water. They can go through all of the, the things. But it's got to go deeper than that. And tonight, friends, we don't want to leave off the main thing. We don't want to get caught up in just the technical aspect. We don't want to just get caught up in just being distanced from one another. We, we're not here to talk politics or what the, what the world would say. We're here to speak the word of God. We're here to feed off of the message. Hello? Hello? We're looking for an inner life. We're looking for a quickening. That same spirit that brought Jesus from the grave. The Bible says it would quicken us. It would quicken our mortal bodies. Satan doesn't care how religious you are. Or how right you are. Or how right I am in my doctrine. Or how right you are in your doctrine. If we miss that life. We're not going to come up anyhow. No matter how religious or how good, how many churches we belong to or will belong to. It doesn't matter one thing unless there's been a birth, unless there's been a life, unless there's been a quickening. God quicken us. Who wants to go home? Who wants to go in a rapture and be carried away to heaven? Where there won't be any more needs. 
There won't be any unspoken prayer request. There won't be any spoken prayer request. And your dear wife that were driving yesterday to, at a truck to just hit you out of nowhere. There won't be no accidents like that in heaven. It's not going to be an accident that we made it to heaven. We're not making it through life by the skin of our teeth. Just by our real razors. Friends, there's been a quickening. There's been a power. There's been an energy. You have been connected to something eternal. Jesus, that God rose Jesus from the dead. I'm actually in it is the right raised up Jesus from the dead did he raise him up just for and is this resurrection morning only one day in the year or a certain day that we celebrate I think it's April the 4th this year is Easter are we just looking forward to an Easter day and Good Friday and Easter Monday is it just one day of the year is it just a holiday or is there something in that resurrection That we are benefactors. We are beneficiaries of the rest. Maybe in another service I might take that word. Beneficiaries and benefactors. Any person in this building or someone out on the Zoom or would be streaming. If you knew that someone had passed away. And they had given you in their will a million dollars. And when they passed away, then you became beneficiaries. You was a benefactor of that will. And that portion was going to be coming to you. I think you'd be pretty excited about that. I mean, some this past week are so excited on the U.S. side that they're going to get a little bit of money in their accounts. Or a little check or a little card or a little, you know, help. You know, help is on the way. And they get, oh, so excited. But friends, and, and if it was a million dollars, you'd be excited we'd be we'd be and you'd you'd be looking forward to that but when we speak about benefactors or uh, you are a beneficiary of his resurrection that means all that was dead and all that was lost I have resurrected. I'm bringing back to you health. I'm bringing back to you healing. I'm bringing back to joy. I'm bringing you long suffering. I'm bringing you rapture. I'm bringing you future home. I'm bringing you a new body. When we think about this resurrection. In it. I want to live in it friends. I want to live. Under that power. Even in the last weeks when brother John. Would stand in front of my mirror in the middle of the night and talking to Satan that was trying to bring fatigue and bring sickness and trying to take sleep away. And you're having to speak directly to the devil. I curse you. I deny your life. I despise this virus. I give it back to you. Some of you tonight need to get that open with the enemy. And start speaking back to him. I curse you devil. I curse you enemy. That's trying to come into my lungs. Trying to come into my body. Trying to tell my spirit realm. And oh. Brother John might get into it a little bit. in, In another service. But I will tell you. Tonight the mental. 
battles that we go through and that some of you have gone through. And just that demonic spirit trying to demoralize you and push you in. And and one pastor told me it was like a fog, just like a mental fog. And I know exactly what he was talking about. And some of you have gone through that. And you've gone through the valley of the shadow of death. And you walk down through a very difficult time. And it's not something you put on your status. And it's not something maybe everybody in the church even knew. But it's something personal. You are going down through that valley. Down through that hardship. I want to encourage you tonight. God is with you. Tonight they are about ready to face days of radiation treatment. We've got sisters right in this meeting that are, are aged and senior and a great testimony that have gone through even troubles in the last months. And they are here physically tonight wanting to let the devil know they believe the word of God. There are mothers right in this service. Families, even their husbands and their children have not walked in the right way. By the word and said, I will stand for Christ. We need more sisters like that. We need more brothers like that. We need more single ones like that that will say, Lord, back. I want to serve you with joy. I want to serve you with happiness. What does all this mean, Brother John? What does it mean for us, you? And Brother Tim spoke this morning. And we've heard Brother Bisco. We've heard Brother Tom Ray. We've heard Brother Murphy. We've heard Brother Ken Andes. We've heard Brother Ernie Villanueva. We've heard visiting minister. By God, quickening power within our lifetime. I just say, God, never let it become old to us. Never let us get complacent. Don't let my spiritual life just get complacent. I believe tonight by faith that God has raised each one of you from the dead. Not just 2,000 years ago, but we find speaking to you like he did in the scripture. Because I live, ye shall live also. He wasn't speaking to the world. He was speaking to his wife. Because I live, ye live also. What a resurrection that was. What a resurrection this is. To be made alive in Jesus Christ by his quickening power. That kind of spirit was waved over that generation. It was the word. It was Christ being waved to them. Even on the day of Pentecost. It was the same spirit that rose Jesus from the dead. Was now coming back into 120 men and women. Young people. Older ones. Oh I would desire that same power of God would just come into your homes right now. Hallelujah, brother Jim and sister Shirley. That the same angel of the Lord, brother Abraham, sister Tracy, sister Charity, would just brave through your home right there. And you would just sense that. Maybe it's one of our brothers or our sisters that's in need right now. They would love to be in the service. But maybe they're just in a need. They're in a time of affliction. 
May the quickening power of God bring them back to health. Restore their health. Restore their joy. Restore their power, Lord. It's being waved over us today. This message has been waved over us saying, there's more like that that's going to come to maturity. Do I have a little bit more time? I'm going to be watching it closely tonight. Living in. Living in. Daily living in his, God's life, God's divine power, sister. This past year, God bless you. Living in his quickening power means that there's been an eternal pulsation. There's been power from on high. There's been electricity. It's brought light. It has brought faith. It has brought hope back to us. Now I know there's many brothers that work in the assembly and the power industry. I'm speaking about quickening power. There's many of our brothers that work in this power industry. Brothers that even work in the heating and air conditioning industry. And they know how important it is to get a pulsation. To get a, a, to get a, a power source. Uh, brothers that work in trades or even people that work in the service industry know how important it is to have a connection. If you don't have a connection, you're going to lose the people. If people do not have a connection, they will drift away. That's why live services are so needful for believers. We need live services. Let's turn to Isaiah chapter We rely on that power. We need the power of the Holy Spirit flowing through the gifts. Not just the preacher. Not just. We need the power of the gifts operating in the church. That's why Satan wants to keep us away. That's why he's trying to put restrictions and guidelines because Satan knows. And I'm going to get into it just in a moment. When you see the tightening, when you see the squeeze, watch the third pull then. When you see us coming down to the headstone and the pyramid and you see all this globally, watch the third pull then. Get your eyes off the screens of just the news and off your cell phones or a tablet or what the world is trying to tell you. They're trying to cram down your throat of some numbers. We watch the third pull. We watch the word. We watch what the word has already declared. Can we say amen tonight? Can we wave our hand a little bit? Amen. Can you get a little rust out of the... Hallelujah. Let a little power flow through. I want to read one verse out of Isaiah 53, and that's verse 5. I think in another service we might take this chapter. But tonight I just want to take one verse. Isaiah 53, verse 5. Speaking of Christ, but he was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was upon him. And 
What does your Bible say? With his stripes, we are healed. How many believe the Bible? Oh, verse 5 comes to me every time we take communion. I know it's been a long time, over a year since we've been able to have communion together. But look at verse 5. I believe the brothers have it on the screen. But he was wounded for our transgressions. We always take it personal. He was bruised for my iniquities. When my iniquities means things that I did that I knew was wrong and I did them anyway. That is what he was bruised for. You say, oh, uh, I haven't been a good person. I haven't been a good boy, a good girl. I haven't been a... Well, this is exactly what he was wounded for, our transgressions. Bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was upon him. And with his stripes, we are healed. Hallelujah. Now, tonight I felt very impressed that you that are strong, you that have your health, You that are able to walk. You that are able to breathe. We need to bear the afflictions of the body. And we need to believe for one another. In these times of weakness. In these times of crisis. In this time when Satan wants to taunt you. And taunt me. And taunt our families. And throw us into a a despair. It's right at that time we need to bear one another's burdens. We need to bear the cross for one another. Hallelujah. Simon of Serene picked up Jesus' cross. We all have a cross. He had his cross. Tonight we're helping you bear up your cross. With his stripes we are healed. If we could turn to 1 Peter chapter 2, another scripture. 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 24. We're just coming down toward the end of the service. But to each believer, I trust God would minister to you throughout this meeting. You're not very far from his quickening. You don't need to bring it up from the earth. You don't need to. It's not across the border. It's right here, right now. If you're in Canada, it's right in the room where you're at. It's right there present. Just reach out and receive it right there where you're at. Healing is here. Deliverance is here. A word of knowledge is here. The hidden manna is here. You just need to be an eagle and peck through and peck through and peck through. And brothers and sisters, when we don't have strength for ourselves, sometimes we need another brother or sister to say, come on, brother. Come on, sister. Just breathe. I know through this time, these last weeks, can you can you imagine that a 48-year-old had to learn to breathe again? Brother Elias, just breathe. Oh, yes. Oh. Oh, thank you, Brother Jeff. You can get so focused in and you're so barren and you're just so fighting. And it's like, just breathe. And my wife would just say, just breathe. Okay, okay. And that little monitor thing that goes on your finger and your oxygen, you just see. It's not very good. And you, okay, just breathe, just breathe. I think we heard that a few weeks ago. Breathe. Breathe in. Breathe out while you have a chance. While you're in his presence. While the powers. God is plugging you in to healing. Receive. 
receive that, that something that you need, that pulsation. Do we have First Peter chapter 2, verse 20? Brothers can put that on the screen. Oh, this is the New Testament. First Peter, who his own self bear our sins in his body on the tree. Talking about on the cross. Jesus on the tree, on the cross. That we, being dead to sins, should live unto righteousness. Colon, by whose stripes healed. How many believe the Bible? Just raise your hands. Say, Lord, I took it from the Old Testament, which you that are mature believers know are El Shaddai, our breasted one. One is the Old Testament. One is the New Testament. I know we have a mixed audience tonight, but please be mature in this. We took it from Isaiah, the Old Testament, with his stripes. We are healed. Tonight I'm taking it from the New Testament. This breasted one. He's saying by whose stripes ye were healed. Oh great El Shaddai. I'm here to nurse strength. I'm here to nurse my healing. I'm here to be restored. Oh Lord send your power just now. Baptize us Lord Jesus. Brothers, I'm going to ask you to go. You that are in Cloverdale that are helping us. Our last scriptures are going to be out of Psalms chapter 119. And the brothers are quickly going to help us. If you would like to turn to Psalms 119. This is the chapter in the Bible. It's the longest chapter of the Bible. But it's also the chapter that speaks about this word of quicken. 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 And I'm going to close tonight with this word quicken. Psalms 119. This word quicken. You're alive. You're remaining alive. You will live. I see your future. It's thus saith the Lord. You will live. Oh God help us Lord. You will live. Oh, help us, Lord Jesus. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death. I'm not going to get into personal. But in the last few weeks, it's like you're going down through a valley. And it's literally, and I'm not being drama king or nothing. But it's like literally you feel like you could go. You could go that night. You're laying up in bed. You can't lay straight. You're laying up and you're just trying to breathe. You're just trying to get that breath in. And even though being a middle-aged man, it's like, Lord, are you going to take me tonight? Is my time over? I'm not being sensational. I'm being real. And the Lord keeps us in those times. And he gives you another day. And he gives you another time. That's God's quickening power. We ought to thank God tonight for that. Quicken us, Lord. Psalms 119. Verse 25. My soul cleaveth unto the dust. You try to grab your pillow. 
to try to reach to the stars. No, this is a time when the Bible is saying, I feel like my soul, I feel like I'm embracing the dirt. Does it get any lower than this? Lord Jesus. And here's a cry, quicken thou me according to thy word. I've heard the world. I've heard the news. We've heard their music. But now I'm hearing the word. If the same spirit that raised Jesus from the dead dwell in you, it shall quicken you. And though I make my bed in hell, and though I'm low in my strength, and my soul is cleaving prayer, Sister Lisa, oh God, quicken thou me according to your word. Verse 37, Psalms 119, verse 37. Turn away mine eyes from beholding vanity. Turn my affection. Turn my eyes. Turn my... Turn my focus and quicken thou me. Oh, can the assembly say amen tonight? Lord, if I've looked to the sports gods, if I've looked to the education gods, Lord Jesus, turn me from beholding vanity and quicken thou me in thy way, living in his quickening power. Verse 40. 40, behold, I have longed, I have longed, I have desired, this is a deep thirst, I know some might not understand, some might misunderstand, but here's the scripture saying, behold, I have longed after thy precepts, quicken me, quicken me. Two words in the Bible. Maybe somebody out there could say, quicken me in thy righteousness. Quicken me. Give me life. Give me healing. Give me health. I'm reaching. I'm reaching. I'm reaching out of the dust. I'm reaching for life. Maybe somebody would just say, Lord, revive my spirit. Revive my heart, Lord. Verse 50, brothers and sisters, Psalms 119, verse 50. We're just, this one chapter, quicken me, Lord. Quicken me after your word. This is my comfort in my affliction. Where do you run to? Where do you go to? It's not just 911. It's not just the hospital. It's not just an inhaler. We appreciate all of those things. We appreciate medicine. We thank God for doctors. We thank God. But Lord, you are my comfort. In this time of affliction, you have been my stay. Brother John is not just reading out of the Bible. I'm reading my own testimony. I'm reading some of your lives. This is my comfort in my affliction. For thy word hath quickened me. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Verse 88. Oh, the word is good for us. It's good vitamins. It's good vitamins. We need to take it. 
You say, I take one a day, Brother John. I take one a day. Some of you get in trouble. You say, maybe two would be better. So you take down two. Some of you say, well, Brother John, if there's something good in there, I'll just take the whole bottle. Well, you can't overdose on it, friends. There's just, there's a balance in all these things. You need to drink your water. You need to get your rest. R-E-S-T. Sometimes you just need to rest. You just need to lay down. You're still a soldier when you're afflicted. You're still a warrior when you're down. You're still a believer when you're sick. You're still a son of God and a daughter of God when it looks like you're defeated. I'm here to encourage you tonight. I'm here to strengthen you. It does not mean that you're backslidden. It does not mean that you did, that you That's a lie from the devil, Brother Stephen. I'm here to put my head on the neck of Satan tonight. On the behalf of every son and daughter of God and say, you cannot have our congregation. Loose them. Set them free from that, from that mind battle and the mind games. Lord, verse 88 says, quicken me after thy loving kindness. So shall I keep the testimony of thy mouth. Lord, let your loving kindness just baptize us. Verse 93. I will never forget thy precepts. Psalms 119 verse 93. Precepts for with them thou hast quickened me. 107. This must have been a valley. Verse 107 says, I am afflicted very much. Don't stop there. Lucy, oh, I'm doing fine. I'm just doing good. Hallelujah. There's times in your life I am afflicted. Many are the afflictions of the righteous, but the Lord delivereth us. Somebody shout hallelujah. Quicken me, O Lord. It's not my feelings. It's not the little chart. It's not the little thing in my finger. I'm not looking at the gauge. I'm looking to the word of God. Quicken me, Lord Jesus. Verse 149. This is our last chapter. Psalms 119 verse 149. Hear my voice. According unto thy loving kindness. O Lord. According unto thy loving kindness. O Lord. Quicken me. Quicken me. Quicken me Lord. According to thy judgment. Forgive me of my sins. Forgive me of my iniquities. Lord, I want my life under your blood. I, 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 I want to be ready to meet you. According to your word. I, I put that under the blood. I, as you just start praying. Put that under the blood. Say, God, forgive me. Put it. Though you never did it in the first place. Though your sins were scarlet. Oh, hear my voice. Lord, tonight, according to thy loving kindness. Judgment. Verse 154, and I pray this prayer would go through every household tonight. Plead my cause. 
Verse 154. Plead my cause and deliver me. Quicken me according to thy word. I'm not asking for justice. I'm not asking for what I deserve. I have failed you, Lord, miserably. Plead my cause. I'm asking for deliverance. I'm asking for a quickening. I'm asking for your power. Two verses later, verse 156. Great are thy tender mercies, O Lord. Great are thy tender mercies, O Lord. Great are thy tender mercies, O Lord. Quicken me according to thy judgments. Quicken me. Is the message getting through tonight? Quicken me, Lord. Quicken us, Lord. Oh, Lord, send your power just now. And our last verse for tonight is verse 159. Psalms 119, verse 159. I think the brothers have been able to help. Consider how I love thy precepts. Lord, look into our hearts. Oh God, even when our words are not enough, even when our vocabulary is not enough, quicken us, Lord. See, put a love there. If I don't have the kind of love I need tonight, put it there, Lord. Consider how I love thy precepts. Lord, I have not logged into this Zoom meeting in vain. Lord, I've not connected to this BibleWay.org website to just put in an hour or so of my time. Lord, I love you. I want to love you more. I love you, Lord. Would you quicken me, Jesus? You see my life. You see my private life. Quicken me, oh Lord, according. What does your Bible say there? Does it say according to justice? According to what you deserve? No, it says, according to thy loving kindness. The rapture is yours. A revival is yours. Quicken me, Lord. Revive my spirit. Revive my body. If the same spirit that raised up Jesus from the dead dwell in me, I would be quickened. I am quickened. I will be quickened. I'm going through. I'm going all the way. I'm going to serve the Lord. Let's stand to our feet tonight as we go into a season of prayer. As we close the service in a word of prayer. Oh, Jesus, quicken us, Lord. Quicken me, Lord Jesus, out of any death in my life. Anything I've been playing with, anything I've got my hands on or my life is involved in that is of death, that is of this world. I want to leave it behind. I want to let it go. Prove your word in my life tonight, Jesus. You are greater than this sickness. You are greater than Satan. You are greater than the grave. Friends, over the last weeks as we sweated it out. And as we sweated it out, the word just kept coming. Lord, you are greater than this sickness. You are greater than this fever. You are greater than this trouble. You are greater than this trial. Satan, I have no part of your death. I have no part of your lives. I am a daughter of God. I am a son of God. Maybe tonight you'd like to just quote that scripture. If the same spirit that raised Jesus 
it will quicken me. Then, Lord, quicken me. Quicken my mind tonight. And I'm encouraging you to raise your hand if you identify a part. You'd like to say, Lord, quicken this part of my life. I need rest. I need peace. I need leadership. I need your power. Lord, I... I'm your mother. I need you to anoint this part of my life. Maybe you're a father. Maybe you're a teenager. You'd like to say, oh God, look at my life. Look at where I stand. Look at where I sit, oh God. Quicken me, Jesus. I pray the Holy Ghost would come now. May the presence of the Lord Jesus in this atmosphere permeate beyond, beyond all the unbelief. Right there where you're at. Speak out of your mouth. Speak it out of your lips. Say, Lord Jesus, quicken me. Breathe. Breathe. Breathe into this heart of mine. Give me my desire back. Give me my first love back, Lord. I'm identifying tonight if I've got complacent. If I'm getting cold, if I'm getting lukewarm, quicken me, God. Quicken me. Can you say them? Can you say them? Quicken me, God. I don't know what that is in the French language or in the Russian. Brother Murphy's just translating it in the Chinese. Brother Alex is just speaking it out in in Spanish. Can you say it, Brother Steve? Say it right now. Yes, Lord. Listen to our heart. Oh, God. We're standing. Some are laying, I know. Some are sitting there just saying, God. Quicken me. I want to see loving kindness. Oh, through my mind, friends, if a pastor friend of mine can say he had fog, he had a mental fog, all of us can experience these times. But how great is our God? Maybe you'd like to confess something real right now. You are great, God. You are mighty. By your stripes, I am healed. Take El Shaddai. Writing tonight. Maybe you're... Maybe many things you... About tomorrow, and you just need to take something that will give you nourishment. And it's not always food and vitamins you need. It's it's fretting and troubled. I encourage you, come up into the bosom. Oh, God. Make this more than sermons, Jesus. We're not made to be streamers. We're not made to be Zoomers. This is temporary. Oh, Jesus, consume us, God. Take our lives, Lord, wherever we are. Oh, Jesus.
Jesus. Maybe you'd just like to talk to him. Oh, hear the whispers, hear the cries. Inside of our beings, Lord. Lord, where some are lonely. Oh, Father, just hearing yesterday of a senior pastor in Samoa passing away suddenly of a heart attack. He's in his 50s. A man that I love, a man that I just know and just a few months ago and experienced meetings with him. He's gone. Just in his 50s. His wife sang a special today. His sons sang a special. Lord, it can happen so quickly. It can come out of nowhere. We can feel so strong. We can feel like we got it under control. And then suddenly Satan tries to come in. Tries to take advantage. Tries to remove us away from you, Lord. Don't let our hearts get calloused. Don't let us be distant from you. Whatever, Lord, happens in our lives, we don't want to lose you, Lord Jesus. We have you tonight. I love you, Lord. I wonder if every person can just begin to thank the Lord. Just begin to thank him. Don't worry about your troubles, your problems, your burdens, your sickness. Don't worry about tomorrow. Just begin to thank him right there. You on the Zoom, we can see you. Just begin to thank him. You on the internet, you you that are live streaming, you that are in the congregation. You brothers in Cloverdale on the technical part. You, You here in the building. The deacons that are here. Oh, Father, let there be a wave of your quickening. Let there be a breath. Draw me near.